And welcome back a second time, because, well, the first time we had a little recording issue. I can't hear you at all. Well, that's kind of like a dream come true for you, isn't it? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> that's not true. Uh, how about now? I can hear you now. Excellent. We're, see, we actually are recording from two different ends of a table, and you may have seen this particular length of table in Clue. <laughs> Long story short, too late. Yes. <laughs> Not to, Mrs. Peacock was a man. One of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, flames, same. flames, <laughs> on the side of my face, heaving, burning. She, she ad-libbed that entire thing. Oh, my gosh. And I'm afraid that you may have used too many of the lines and we owe, like, residuals yeah. somewhere. Okay, here's 15 cents. So, um, also, just so you all understand, this table is maybe six feet long. So right. she could hear me fine. <laughs> she just couldn't hear me through her headphones. It's true. And that would be because we reorganized the studio so that when we actually do this, um, like, on video, it doesn't look quite the mess that it was. But it changed what number, evidently, each of these are. So oh. you used to be number four, mm -hmm. and you are now, I'm going to guess, you are now number three. I'm number, I can't hear. Yeah. I'm number three. Yes, she's number three. You'll always be my number one. Oh, thank you. So, and also with you. Yes. I'm well, sorry, and with your spirit. Yes. <laughs> and you, you should have some of that too. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. How to tell you're a bad Catholic. You go back to mass. You're ready to say, and also with you, and they change the script literally. <laughs> and change the script literally 10 years before that. Stop it. <laughs> oh, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am fine. We're kind of redoing this because, well, there was a little recording hiccup. It was a hiccup. So, also... Um, because uh, this is a top-notch, top-flight operation here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We may have told you in one episode that we lost another episode, but we have found it. We See? have since found it. Look behind things. As, as, <laughs> as, as Frankie likes to say, did you man look for it? <laughs> And evidently, I did. Oopsie. No, don't see it anywhere. Right. <laughs> oh, there it was, top shelf of the fridge, right in the middle. My father-in-law was the absolute worst about that. I'm like, hey, eagle eye, it's right there. <laughs> oh, So you had a, a quick jaunt down south I to did. see the boy. I did. And um, how is he? The moral of that story is sometimes you just need your mom. That is true. I agree with that. <laughs> I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Um, hey, kids, I don't know where you are, who listens to this, but if you just feel overwhelmed, reach out to somebody. Pick up the phone, shoot a text, yeah. hop online. Yeah. 988 is also your friend. That's right, because the only way that people can help you is if they know that you need help. Right, and it is never, ever, ever too late to ask for help. Never too late. Everything's always fixable. Right, and, you know, and if... If it isn't fixable in one semester, it is fixable the next one if you're right. in school. Right. Life. So it, it is just we're just gonna keep moving forward. For me, it wasn't fixable the first three tries at eighth grade, but the fourth <laughs> I skated right through. Skated That's, right through it. That's a lie. That's so a lie. Knew he what to expect. <laughs> he had it down by then. I was 27 when I graduated high school. <laughs> He's such a liar. <laughs> I was there. I saw it happen. <laughs> that little folder thing was empty they just said go away here just go my uh, my daughter has 
danced with these girls for years. And so this year, one of the people that was in, in company with her when she first, when we first moved up here is graduating. So this has been someone she's been with for four years, very okay. close from a very, very small group of like 17 of them to now. And she keeps talking about how sad she's going to be when this girl graduates. And I get tears in my eyes just thinking or talking about it. And she's like, why do you, I said, because I remember when Colleen and Steve graduated, I was a wreck. (laughs) (laughs) And I told everybody that entire story just to confirm that Steve's older than me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and what's really funny is she said Colleen and Steve and Colleen was just, she's just a, I, I don't know her as an adult, but as a, as a child, she's just a wonderful, wonderful human being. Um, and just wicked, wicked smart. So my role in that two-person list that she gave was to <laughs> dramatically lower the average IQ between the two. It's not true. <laughs> just because Colleen's a you know oh. a PhD professor oh, at Princeton gosh, now yes. doesn't absolutely. We, absolutely. We all have our lane. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I get myself dressed into work most days of the week. How about that? So, um, so anything, anything fun lately? Um, I went to Alabama. But it's a lot of travel this week. A lot <laughs> to, of travel. To not any place I want to go. <laughs> In, let's see, on what Thursday. What happened to that microphone? Which one? Oh, this... I don't know. It, I, I I was going to sit there, and I was like, that's too close. We don't need to be that close to each other. And I kind of moved it. Really, there would be some sort of weird <laughs> vortex thing that would happen, and neither of us would get the attention we'd need, and we'd both die. Right, right. Because I'm like Tinkerbell. If you don't give me enough attention, I wither away. But so I, I kind of moved it a little bit. And it's like it's just it's like it gave wilted. up. <laughs> it's a, not today. It says not today. Help call the police. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sorry. You went to Alabama, okay. the great state of Alabama. Uh, on Thursday, we started in Kansas, went to Missouri, uh, flew to Nashville. So that's Tennessee. Landed in Pensacola, Florida, and then drove to Mobile, Alabama. That's a lot. That's a lot for somebody who doesn't like to get off the couch. <laughs> I have to say, this is not really appropriate for a podcast, but she texts me and she says, there's a baby <laughs> crying on this flight. It's like midnight, by the way. And I'm thinking, first of all, who flies at that hour? And secondly, why is your baby with you? Then she says, I'm now worried the baby has stopped. I'm afraid it's a, a an Alan Alda chicken thing mm-hmm. and and for those of you who are familiar with that reference it's the alan alda show also starring the korean war right and some other people with a special guest performance <laughs> by you know other other people right is that and it you have to know the whole thing i'm not making light of that but the, no. the comment itself was was very funny and the thing that was most like sort of unnerving about the whole baby crying situation was that you know you're around your granddaughter now. So you understand that when they get real ramped up like that, there's usually sort of a gradual, like, <laughs> like the ragged sort of breathing that kind of, this was like, and nothing. And I'm like, Oh, end, <laughs> end scene. oh dear. And then the baby started up again. And I was like, baby's crying again. And you were expressed some, you know, like, positive encouragement about that. And I was like, I have mixed feelings. <laughs> I've never heard a baby cry like this on a plate. My daughter has like recordings of it and she played it for my husband and he was like, Oh my God. <laughs> Just calm down, Sybil. <laughs> I mean, it was gurgling. It was screaming oh so hard. Gosh. And he was with a single 
the baby was with, it was like an 18 month old, probably was with his dad traveling solo. And I've never felt more sorry for another human being <laughs> as I did for that dad. Or maybe the people surrounding him. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's nothing you can do when they get like that. And no, I just was, no. you, and the little guy was crying for mama and there was not mama there. Right. So, so this past weekend, Tony went to Arizona. Um, and so Justin and I were on Elaine duty for mm-hmm. the whole weekend. And uh, by Monday, Elaine had had really kind of had her fill of both of us. Right. So I get her. I pick her up from daycare Monday. We go home. She falls asleep. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, great. That's great. And then I see her. She wakes up. And I didn't take her out of her car seat because I didn't want to wake her up. And then I see her eyes open in her car seat. And she smiles at me. And my heart melts. And then she starts screaming. And that portion of the program went on for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sorry about that. So, you know, we try, you know, I try several different things and I'm like, well, maybe she's hungry. She just ate not even three hours ago. That kid socked away seven more ounces. Oh. After two hours and 45 minutes having eaten six ounces before that. Oh. So, so that's growing. Yeah. So that made her happy for a couple of minutes. Right. So there's that. But we had a good weekend. Good. Tawny had fun. I have to confess to something, though. So she was flying southwest, and mm-hmm. I had gotten her a ticket. I, I forgot to check her in. Oops. Yeah, her boarding position was like Z97. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that she wasn't allowed to board until the airplane was actually on the runway and right. starting its roll. I, I think I, that's when she could get on actually, the Actually, we only have space for you in an overhead bin. <laughs> So I felt so, so bad about that. I hope you liked your middle seat. Right. <laughs> that was not good. Poor kid. I know. I know. So, and you're, you had travels. You came back when? Were you back for the weekend? Uh, we left on Thursday, got back Sunday night. Well, actually Monday morning. Oh, that's And then right. I left yesterday and came back today. So that was Tuesday to Wednesday. I'm sorry to let a cat out of bag. We're, we're recording on a Wednesday night. Right. We normally always record seconds before we release it because <laughs> Jack Warner called us One Take Wonders. That's right. So, <laughs> that's a little... One Take Steffi. Yes. That's, my, that's what I go by. Did you know Jack Warner? Yes, because I was a contract player in the 30s. <laughs> yes. Oh, a little a little homage the, to our favorite show. A high, high pants, fast talking <laughs> era of... <laughs> With the random what is it trans to... what's it called transcontinental accent that is like an accent that means nothing but oh, yet that's funny. they all but have we all it know what it like is. Catherine Hepburn or right. I don't know it's oh just... that's funny but see see this is what we're gonna do <laughs> that's yes that's something so so no any anything else any other fun frivolity um no I've just been living out of a suitcase for a while well, that's fine a little tired that's good a little tired so all right. What are we talking about this week? Well, since I have been traveling so much, um, I thought that it would be an interesting exercise to give a nod to gas station convenience stores. Okay. And did you actually, I think you when you texted it to me, I think you talked about kind of gas station culture. Yes. And I, I, and I presume by that you meant the cultural impact that gas stations and convenience stores have had. Yes. Over the years. and. And just kind of the, the uh, I don't know, it seems like we all have our favorite gas stations, which it 
should just be like a utilitarian thing, right? Car, gas, need, go ahead. But like, no, I'll I'll skip going to this one. I'll go because there's a loves further down the way. Because there's a come and go (laughs) next door. Yeah. So I kind of have a fascination with come and goes because I just, I mean, come on now. Seriously, the way you people spell it, you are not even trying. (laughs) Not even trying to be subtle. So when we were living in Tennessee and we were driving back to Kansas, we would always drive through the part of the country that has a fair number of come and goes. Correct. And there's actually a place in Springfield, Missouri, where there's one across the street from the other one. So you can come twice (laughs) and go. That's right. (laughs) By the way, for those of you who are not going to look it up, let's just save you. It's spelled K-U-M. It's spelled (laughs) K-U-M. It's not C-O-M-E and G-E-U-X. No, it is not. (laughs) Oh. And I would take, I would get, I giggle like an idiot whenever I see him. It's just funny to me. Apparently I'm a 12 year old boy. So every time... Uh, we would drive, I would take a picture of us at that come at any one of the come and goes we would go to and post it on social media. And I'd be like, every time. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, and Travis would do that too. <laughs> he, and, and the boys always thought it was funny. We'd go, we'd go to Branson or Point South and <laughs> every single time, one of us. Now, only only two of the three in the car were actually teenage boys who should mm-hmm. be giggling mm-hmm. about that. But mm-hmm. no, there's their dad being a being a moron. It's just funny. I mean, it's ju- it's just funny. Uh, so I was thinking about that. And then <clears throat> recently I've been introduced to a gas station called Bucky's. Okay. Which I don't know if you've ever been to a Bucky's. I don't know for sure. It's a whole experience. There are TikTok accounts dedicated to like Europeans coming over here and going to Bucky's and experiencing the whole thing. Okay, what is the whole thing? I can't look it up because our, we're currently recording in 1976. We're coming to you like cave people. Hello. We don't have internet. Again, very difficult to engage in commerce. Yes. Did they block the driveway this time, though? No. Oh. No, but when we called, so it's actually the, our carrier's fault this time. When we called, they said, oh, we're having a major outage in Illinois and Kansas. And unfortunately, all of our diagnostic equipment is down, so we don't know what's happening. And, oh. I, and I thought, well, that really that really gives me a boost of confidence. That is very convenient. Right. <laughs> okay. I don't know that much about, like... Uh, what do you call it, like telecommunications anymore? Because I haven't worked in that field in a very, very long time. But isn't there something called redundancy? Right. <laughs> the, typically, yes. That does would, not exist here. That would preclude something like that from happening? One would think. Okay, super. But here's the funny part. It's working at my house two miles from the two miles to the east of here. Very, very, very helpful. Which actually, I'm glad at least it's not out in both places because, again, as we've covered before, I really don't want to have to engage in conversation. Right. I have to be able to stream things and ignore people in my house. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So Bucky's is, um, their mascot is like a little beaver dude. He's got little Bucky teeth. Oh, okay. And the first time I went was around Christmas time. This was in Balstrup, Texas, outside of Austin. And they had, like, Bucky inflatables, like a Christmas Bucky inflatable. I probably 
probably have to buy one of those. I, if it would have fit in my suitcase, you know that would have been going home with me. <laughs> but they have clothing and like branded clothing, like pajamas, sweatshirts, T-shirts, um, branded everything, boogie boards. And then they have just regular clothes, like in case you need to pick up a shirt. Okay, uh, you laugh, but you know, I mean, that happens, right? It does. It does and happen. You, you, yeah, I, I've had it happen where luggage was lost mm-hmm. on a flight, mm-hmm. and I needed some stuff, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, nobody's open, no department store is open at eleven o'clock at night, right? So they have clothing, they have like gifts that you can get that are branded gifts, but then they also have kind of like the Cracker Barrel country store kind of gifts. Okay. They have a soda wall that is probably 30 feet long of different fountain drinks. Oh, that's just the fountain. That's just the fountain oh drinks. Oh, my gosh. Anything you could possibly, things I had never even heard of. Tab. Did they have tab? <laughs> I didn't see tab. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a multiple choice, not a time machine. <laughs> but thank you for the suggestion. Bucky's, if you're listening. So you didn't have to be mean about it. <laughs> you didn't have to be such a bitch. Well, here we are. So, um, I mean, they had like blueberry soda and cream soda, which you usually can't get cream soda someplace in a fountain. Right. And they had like the kind of vanilla-y looking one. And they also had rim, red cream soda. Oh, my gosh. So they had... they have with like red dye number five filled sure, with lead sure. or something. Sure. I, I looked at it and I was like, ooh, cancer. But then <laughs> they have... Um, they make fudge. And they had, I don't know, probably 25 flavors of fudge. Like, I didn't even know you could come up with fudge in this. I just spit all over the place. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Um that you could even come up with as many combinations of fudge. They had key lime pie fudge. And I'm like, sure, hit me with that. (laughs) (laughs) And they have like this thing in the center where they make um, pulled pork, like chopped pork sandwiches. Mm -hmm. And it's like a whole event. Like you get to watch them do it. And it was just the craziest thing I've ever seen. That's hilarious. That really is funny. And um, they sell gas. And there's like, I don't know, 100 gas pumps outside. Wow. Yeah. And that was a small one. <laughs> the one we went to in um, Alabama, we were driving back from Mobile to Pensacola to leave, was twice as big as the one in Texas and like 14 times as busy because oh, wow. it's on that Florabama shore. Oh, okay. Like around the Gulf. Okay. We walked in and my daughter's like, oh, I don't like it here. There were that many people there. If there were three, that would be where I would be at. Nope, can't do that today. Because I, I wanted to take pictures of like some of the things, like the the clothing. And the stuff they have for clothing is like actually kind of nice. That's of course, it has a giant beaver on it. But hey, you know, whatever. Nice beaver. Thank Thanks. you. I just had it stuffed. I just had it stuffed. We watched that. So Justin and I watched, we were on our own. Um, watch that Elvis movie over the weekend. Oh, how was it? It was actually really good. Um, it kind of took it on the chin a bit for Tom Hanks' portrayal of, of Tom Parker. Um, but I think it got the point across nonetheless. Um, that Colonel Tom Parker, may he rest, question mark, <laughs> was a son of a bitch? Uh-huh. Okay, 50, cool. 50%. Took 50% of the earnings. 
That's unbelievable. And then worked that poor boy like a dog. Oh, yeah. And got him addicted to everything oh, there yeah. was. Yeah. Well, did you know, I read that the um, his physician, and we're going to use that term loosely, his physician... Um, Dr. Nick. Dr. Nick was cleared of any misdeed by the Tennessee Board of Healing Arts mm-hmm. based upon the... Uh, assertion that he provided all of those prescription drugs because otherwise Elvis would have gone on um, illegal drugs. Right. And I'm sure that in 1977 that seemed perfectly reasonable, but I'd like to think that that would not... And I think we know it wouldn't happen today when you look at, at Mike, the Michael Jackson doctor. Mm-hmm. So, um, When all that happened, I, have, I don't really remember it all that well. I kind of remember that it happened just because people were talking about it. But when it came out about all the drugs and everything else, the doctor that was prescribing him all of those pills was Greek. And my mother was horrified because she like takes it personally whenever a Greek person <laughs> doesn't like behave up to co- the right. behavior doesn't comport right. to standards. Right. No, that's fair. Oh my God. She still just will like shuffle around and, Oh, I, I can't believe that he's Greek and he should have done better than that. I'm like, well, I mean, Yes, but so that's mainly the main thing I remember about it was that Dr. Nick was Greek. Right. Okay. No, it was really, it was really good. And, and you know, you and I grew up in that. And, and at that point, I mean, I was pretty young. So you mm-hmm. were, as you like to point out, two years, two months, <laughs> and one day younger. Just a little bit younger. Right. And uh, so, you, you know, I know some of my memories are vague. Um, but at, at I remember his death. I remember what a what a big event, news event that was, and the funeral. And my mom was a huge Elvis Presley fan. Oh, I didn't as, know that. As clearly a lot of people were. Sure. Um, but as a as a young girl, she was a, a big Elvis fan, and especially because um, they're not that far apart in age. I don't know. No, I don't think so. Because I think, like my dad and him were like almost the same age exactly or something yeah i, I want to say i think he's a little old i think he was a little older than you think he was 42 when he died in 77 so 35 so mm-hmm. he'd have been 10 years older than my mom so he'd have been two years older than my dad nine years older she was 44 mm-hmm. she was in 44 1944 so yeah so theoretically elvis could still be alive yes oh absolutely <laughs> that was something that justin and i talked about so when we lived in tennessee our next door neighbor he had gone into um, assisted living facility at that point in time because he had Alzheimer's, but he used to hang out with Elvis. And then you're like, oh, I really am in Memphis area. Right. And you're like, oh, because he's been dead for so long that it was hard for me to conceptualize all of that, which right. is silly, silly, right. goofy of me. But no, I understand. I understand. At any rate, definitely worth a watch. You should you should do that. OK, so I'll check that out. Um, so where was I with the Bucky's thing? That it was, um, twice the size, twice as busy and your daughter was not having it. Yeah. She freaked out. Um, but so then I started doing some research about the whole culture about gas stations and I thought about like, we are really loyal to gas stations. Like around here, at least for me, uh, we're a quick trip family. We prefer to go to quick trip if we can. And, um, I was just thinking about like the different truck stops and things like that that offer showers and they have a lot, all of them have branded merchandise. But as of 2002, the United States gas station industry has a market size of $138.3 billion. 
and there are over 145,000 gas stations across the United States. Wow. And the other thing that I think is interesting about it is that the gas station culture is such a uniquely American thing because no other country drives as much as we do and relies upon vehicles as much as we do. Sure. So there are a few things that are just like purely quintessential, the, the reliance on automobiles and, you know, that. But, you know, we also have a lot more sprawl, right? Oh, sure. I mean, you know, we've got not nearly the population density um, and we've not always maybe grown our communities in the most efficient way. Mm -hmm. So public transportation is lacking in a significant portion of, of America. Yeah. If you don't live in a major U S city, there are no, there is no opportunity for public transportation. Right. Right. Although I would say that, you know, Uber Lyft, the, that, that gig economy has certainly helped to fill a gap. Mm -hmm. But then I was wondering like, well, what is the largest like convenience store, gas station, and what do you guess it is? Well, I, you know, I would have guessed maybe at one point in time it would have been 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wouldn't have any clue now because everything seems so regional. It is, in fact, 7-Eleven. Is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize they were still that big. There are uh, 12,821 stores as of December 31st, oh 2022. Gosh. Are those all company stores or are they franchised? You know, that I don't know. Because, I mean, I haven't gotten that deep into it, but it is the largest convenience store and it's the largest worldwide because in other countries, in Asian countries, 7-Elevens are, they don't, like, they don't sell gasoline, but they're still very much a convenience store for that area. Uh, One of my friends spent significant time in Asia and was talking about, like, you go in there and you can get sushi, you can get... (laughs) Oh God! I'm a little fuzzy. I'm, it's just yeah. I'm not, a little I fuzzy how, on gas station sushi. <laughs> right. I am all in on twin chili cheese dogs, sure. but I'm not sure I can do. Sure. The... Put me, give me some roller food. <laughs> and if you don't know what that is, it, uh, they put hot dogs on like heating rollers to cook them at gas stations around here. So, give me some roller food, but I'm not sure about the gas station sushi. But people swore by this one gas station in Memphis that it had the best sushi in town. I never tested that theory. Texas has the most convenience stores in the country at 16,018, which is not surprising because Texas is big. Right. Which Who, who was it that you said? Who The state that has the most convenience stores? Okay. Yeah. Texas. Big. Just okay. Texas, okay. yeah. And <laughs> I was wondering, you know, because at a grocery store – the actual food items themselves, there isn't that much of a markup on. Yeah, or sorry, grocery stores make most of their money on the convenience part of it, like with the deli, uh, the hot food items, that yeah, kind of it's, stuff. It's not gas that's keeping those doors open. That margin right. is tight from what I right. understand. So I looked it up, and the most profitable items in a convenience store are cigarettes, tobacco products, and alcoholic beverages. So fountain drinks are not in there as the most profitable? No. That's really surprising. It's not. Um, in many cases, I say that lottery tickets are also a high-profit item because, you know. I would think that'd have to be on volume, wouldn't you? I mean, I, I thought that the 
that was just sort of a pass through thing. <laughs> no, I, I, I want to say, I think, and I don't know what I'm basing this on. It might've just been a dream, but I was thinking it was like 10 cents goes to the retailer of every dollar. Oh. If a retailer sells a, a winning ticket of substance, then they get, uh, they get a, a stipend of some sort or. Yeah. I know that the, the store itself gets something yeah, for selling it. And I it. think that varies by state. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but no, that surprises me that, that fountain drinks aren't on there. No, and you think that they would be because all that is is sugar water. Right. I mean, it's... You, you, the... As I sit here with my cup from traveling today. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, and, and I kind of wonder, you, you talked about 7-Eleven and just the, the convenience store model. I don't see that in the Midwest anymore. And no. we used to have several of those where I, and even our largest, one of our largest ones, Quick Trip here mm-hmm. in, in, in our region used to have storefront only. And mm-hmm. they did away with that. And, and now they're all gas station convenience stores. Um, but you look at it from a neighborhood market perspective, you had convenience stores more inside neighborhoods mm-hmm. 24 hours a day yeah and you know that's that's not a bad deal when you wake up in the middle of the night and you need a you need a, an aspirin or you need something for m- sure beer i don't know <laughs> when you have to have a tobacco product <laughs> or cigarettes uh, but i think that that people like in different regions we don't understand different things Right. So in New York City, this would be like a bodega. Right, right. And here, it's the Quick Trip. You right. can get anything you need at Quick Trip, pretty much. Right. But, like, you can't get anything at a bodega. And the gas stations, at least Quick Trips around here, are 24 hours. I don't think there's any of them that aren't, are there? I don't think so. Yeah. But it's also interesting if you kind of look at, at the history and kind of culturally how things change even from state to state. Once upon a time in our state, you could not buy beer, you couldn't buy alcohol at a convenience store that sold gas. Correct. And you think, oh, okay, but you could buy it at the liquor store next door. So right. what difference does it make? You could literally walk through double doors. Right, right. And go over to the liquor store portion of the building right. and get it. And and so that went away. And then now in Kansas, it's we're still a little odd. I I know a couple of our neighbors, at least, you can purchase liquor anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Kansas, liquor sales are still limited to just pure liquor stores, mm-hmm. whereas you go across the state line and there's all sorts of liquor available in a convenience store. There's liquor available in Costco, and we don't do that here. Right, right. And, and you know, to a certain extent, I'm okay with that. You know, we've, we have carved out this monopoly. Mm-hmm. And we have committed to to owners that this is the only way that people will be able to purchase. And I think changing it now is just pulling the carpet out from under them. Right. Thank you for being uh, good citizens in your community, uh, paying your taxes and doing everything you're supposed to do. Now we're going to take this away from you. Right. And we're going Thank to you. let large big box stores sell right. who they will purchase what you can't mm-hmm. at, at a level that you can't and, and undercut you by yeah, 20%. Abs- absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I'm not, I mean, I'm really not broken up about that because the same applies. I can go two doors down mm-hmm. and I can, I can buy liquor. I just, I always had to chuckle at the, you can't buy beer at the same place that sells gas because I'm immediately going to open it. Right. I, I, I do have some self-control. <laughs> it's just these, I don't even know what to call them. These like, ridiculously restrictive things that 
like the mental manipulation that would go through where people thought this was an important law. Right. Like there wasn't a workaround. Right. What problem do you think you're solving? That's right. it's always the question, right? What problem are you trying to solve? Right. And they're like, we didn't used to be able to buy um, anything on Sundays. Right. Which meant that people bought it on Saturdays. Right. Didn't stop people from drinking on Sundays. Right. <laughs> so um, one of the things that I that I kind of wanted to touch on is it, when you talk about the impact of gas stations uh, across the United States is the impact it's had on travel mm-hmm. and the fact that you can plan a road trip from from New York to mm-hmm. California and one thing that you generally don't have to worry about is is where you're going to stop and get gas. Never. You can you can't not plan mm-hmm. because there are long stretches but you're not going to run out of gas if you do plan. Yeah. And and it's interesting when you look at that electrical vehicle market that that is what it must have been like I don't know 60 years ago, 70 mm-hmm. years ago. Um, you really have to plan out, and there are going to just be some places you simply can't go by car because you can't get your car charged. When we were at the, I didn't notice them at the one in Texas, but I may not have driven around the. Texas is oil country. I know. I'd sure be surprised <laughs> I know if there they was, were there. There was two parts to that. <laughs> Either I may not have driven far enough around to see, have seen or the it wasn't necessary charging stations, to. or welcome to Texas. <laughs> But um, at the one in Alabama that we were just at, there were probably 40 electric car chargers. Oh, wow. wow. I could be overestimating. I don't know. Because I usually see something, I'm impressed by it, and I'm like, oh, so many. Right. <laughs> there were three. I don't know. <laughs> well, and, and okay, so we're, while we're on that subject briefly, I think, you know, when you talk about travel and, you're, and you talk about that kind of great American road trip, right? Um you stop to fill up, it's 10, 15 minutes. You know, mm-hmm. the kids are using the bathroom, you're getting sodas or snacks or whatever, and you're filling the car up and you're on your way. You have an electric vehicle. I How long does that take to charge? About because my hours, cell phone takes about six hours. Right. And I don't think you can turn your car on airplane mode. <laughs> <laughs> but so the whole, it just got me thinking about like the whole idea of it it not being just utilitarian like it's not i go to gas station i put gas in car i leave it's become a whole experience and they're drawing people in with this experience to get loyal customers and you know bucky's is now a destination spot people are coming from europe to experience bucky's well even in our community you look at quick trip and and, and you, you want to talk about a model that is just phenomenal, spotless, sharp, attentive people working there, speedy um, and and predictable. And everything's laid out the same from one yes. to another. So you yes. don't have to go in and like, well, I don't know where this one keeps their right. X. Right. And, and you know, well lit and, and just surrounded with people all the time. And superior ice. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. So, um, and then, you know, you have the other, 7-Eleven is a little less predictable because they're not quite as easy to find around here. Mm -hmm. But I know that when I walk in there, I'm going to find about five or six different kinds of coffee. Mm -hmm. And there's always going to be something kind of unique. There was a blueberry one one time, a banana nut one one time. Um, 
and and then Casey's is is big in our region mm-hmm. as well. Do you know that they're the third largest convenience store that gas station? That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So I'm assuming is Quick Trip the second? No, it's no? Uh, Circle K. Oh, we haven't had and those see, that, in a long time. That's not around here at all. Used to be once upon a time, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's been a long time. So no, I, but I think it's I think it's really interesting when you brought this up because that's kind of where my mind went was that Great American Road Trip, mm-hmm. the family vacation, and what it is you don't have to worry about along the way. And and you know if you needed oil, if you needed antifreeze, if you yeah. need windshield wiper fluid, and those places like there's truck stops that tend to cater more actually to over the road truckers, but these, uh, the Bucky's and, uh, I just think Bucky's is a little bit different because it doesn't really cater to long haul truckers like flying J pilots loves. Those are definitely more truck stops because you can go in and take a shower. You know, you can get what you need. <laughs> Not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> what do you think I was going to say? Go in and take a shit. <laughs> oh, well, you can, in fact, do that. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, you can do that everywhere. So. <laughs> but it has, and it is, it, it all evolves out of the Great American Road Trip, the sort of Route 66 nostalgia, um, and just the reliance, how our culture is really centered on, on cars right. and the ability to move freely from one place to another. And I just think it's, it's just fascinating to me. No, I agree. No, I absolutely agree. And I, I can't imagine, I really can't visualize what you're talking about with Bucky's because I, you know, I've been to a Love's truck stop, mm-hmm. a significant Love's truck stop. And the first time you walk in, you're like, what in God's name? First of all, you're selling every weird thing under the sun. I felt like I just went to the carnival. Right. And uh, Honey, and... I didn't know that I needed an airbrush license plate <laughs> cover, but I think I do. Actually, I need two of them. <laughs> um, and, you know, everything from knives to to rattlesnake bones to whatever. Right. And uh, I'm like, well, this is just a real cornucopia of crap. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's a me. I mean, they they don't have it there because no one's buying right, it. Right. Because these things are the like business model that goes into this is sharp and oh, on yeah. point because yeah. they know what their audience wants. Yeah, and and you know, you get up to that register, you better be ready to move. Right. Because we're know, not wasting time. No, no, no. Let me know, Doddling. Come on. We got shit to do. Yeah. And the people of course are, are always very nice. Um but you know, you you get behind that person who decides they need to refinance their mortgage at the little credit card machine. <laughs> you can tell that folks are getting a little impatient. That was me today in El Dorado, Kansas. <laughs> the Casey's. Oh, yes. After so. I took a, a little quick snappy nap in their parking lot because <laughs> somebody was getting heavy eyed. Oh, that's the worst. I know. That is the worst. I'm like pounding on my leg, like, wake up, wake up, wake up, <laughs> shaking my head. I look like a, like a dog that just got out funny. of the water. <laughs> I remember one time I was coming back from, uh, from Pittsburgh, Kansas, mm-hmm. late at night. And this, this was when the highway was two lanes. So of course it was the 1800s. Sure. Um, and like where your internet is now. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And it was the same. I mean, it's like two o'clock in the morning. It's cold. It's Christmas time. I, I probably ate too much. Mm-hmm. God knows. That's pretty common actually. Um, without knowing. <laughs> right. So I'm just going to go with, I did. Um, 
And and I am just like, God, I, I don't know that I'm going to make it the whole way. All of a sudden, I look up, there is a deer in front of me. <gasps> I'm awake now. And oh my God, I was awake for like three days after that. So, so That'll so, do it. Yeah, sometimes you get a little divine intervention there. Let me help you stay awake. That will sharpen the senses. Yeah, so I, you know, there's a lot more we could talk about this, but I, I just, it's just such a uniquely American thing. There's, you know... Like our contribution to culture is like strip malls. And, <laughs> you know, I have some friends in Europe right now and they see these, these pictures I take and it's just breathtaking. I mean, these things are not only architectural marvels, they're really old, like right. from the 1600s. Right. And yeah, the we're craftsmanship not... yeah. and artistry that went into this, it's just... <gasps> It's so awe-inspiring. And then you look around what we've done, and I'm like, oh, strip malls. <laughs> and if something unique and old is in the way, we'll just tear it down. Right. We'll tear that shit down. <laughs> we want fancy and new, shiny, right. shiny. Move, move. <laughs> so so I've I just been thinking about, like, Americans' contribution, like, cultural things. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with gas station culture. I think it's great. Right. I And... Uh, again, I think when you look at its contribution to growth in the United States and the fact that you, again, can freely travel, I, I, I think that's a boon for everybody. Right. And some of these places that you go to are not in, I mean, they're not in well-populated areas. So they provide a lot of jobs and opportunities for people in that area. And that's a great thing too. Sure. No, I, I agree. And I, I think it's, it's kind of interesting. You know, we, even around here in a smaller community, we've got four or five different versions of of a convenience store mm-hmm. or gas station, mm-hmm. and uh, and and I even remember we tore one down, mm-hmm. and that was like kind of the last full service. You know, mm-hmm. I can remember as a kid pulling in there, and you know, my mom or dad would say, you know, give me five dollars, mm-hmm. and not not no five gallons, not mm-hmm. five dollars. Give me five gallons. And you know you're you see them hand over two dollars, mm-hmm. and now you know you're like, okay, give me five dollars worth. I think that'll be enough for me to get home. Right. That's going to be a little <laughs> over a gallon. So <laughs> you see these kids. I, it just is. Like I said, I, I was I, I was really intrigued when you had suggested this yeah. topic. Yeah. So I just thought that was something that we should talk about and give a nod to the cultural contributions of gas stations so done and i'd really like to know if people would like to email us and let us know what's your favorite gas station yeah what's going on in your in your state in your community what's big there so email stephanie at weekendmediagroup.com and uh, also maybe give us five stars and a written review we really appreciate that and um are we back on the coffee cup giveaway yeah All right, so anybody that gives us a five-star review and writes the review, take a screenshot of it, send it to stephanie at weekendmediagroup.com. If you are in the continental United States, we will send you a Weekend Media Group or a Nod Pod coffee mug. Yes, and uh, to our Ukrainian listeners, think about you every day. (laughs) Absolutely. absolutely. Every single day. Um, So other than that, anything else? Uh, no. 
but not that I can think of. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody listening, and we'll look forward to seeing you at our next episode. Remember to subscribe, because we're not real good at timely dropping these. So if you subscribe, you'll get notified when we drop a new episode. That's right. So have a great week, or two weeks, or three weeks, or four days. We don't know. That's right. Be well and stay safe. We love you. (laughs) 